Hello and welcome to some show. Who knows what this show's called? It's called Reality Blows. That's right. We're still sticking with the non-intro intros for the month of May. Babe, I don't know if you really stuck with them. I sort of have stuck with it. Every single time I turn our little podcasting machine on, I forget that I'm, I've, I made some sort of strange declaration when I was in a bad mood a few weeks ago about not... Uh, doing our normal intros and I don't know why uh, at this point as everybody knows once you um, you know kind of go out on a limb it's tough to kind of walk yourself back and so I just committed and I, I I can't remember why I made the decision in the first place yeah I think you were just tired of saying it but we should introduce ourselves all right fine I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts I'm Nick Maritato and this is a podcast all about wait, reality hey, wait a minute <laughs> you fucking tricked me um, folks, how are you doing today? Uh, we hope you had a nice weekend. We had a, a fine weekend. I hope your Mother's Day was was good. We celebrated a little bit of Mother's Day yesterday here in our little sleepy beach town that we live in. We went to a fish restaurant, sat outside, even though we're all vaxxed, still sat outside. And, and uh, I'm glad we did. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for the indoor dining. Yeah, well, I, I think I would have done it yesterday. I would have. I would have done it to a company nanny because she's like older and I don't want her to get cold. But she was like really pr- pressing to be outside because she doesn't like to go inside this establishment. Because it's dark. No, because oh. it's loud. This oh. has been a thing about this place. There's I thought this... it was because it was dark. No, well, I'm sure the darkness probably doesn't help. I mean, she's, you know, she can't really see very well these days. But um, I think it's more that she can't hear because the acoustics in that place. Right, 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 right. When, when, pe- when tables start talking, you kind of it just becomes like a like a like a kind of like a medium hum that kind of yes. is almost like a white noise machine of of humans and it's tough to kind of hear what other people are saying it kind of builds and builds and builds and i always kind of kind of poo poo stuff like that where i'm like ah oh, come on we're gonna eat inside but when i went in to let them know that we had come here because i made reservations um i noticed that it was kind of like buzzing with a lot of kind of talking going on inside and i was like oh this i do wish we i hope we get a seat outside because I, I do think she's gonna have trouble hearing us here and guess what we did had a perfect seat had a perfect dinner had a perfect mother's day yeah it was pretty good it was nice um i'm still recovering from a tiktok debacle that happened earlier last week i'm not over it it's really the only thing i have to talk about besides the um hometown takeover this new show on hgtv that nick and i watch and also you can get it on discovery plus folks i think you can you're even a week ahead on the discovery plus app from what i can tell we're going to talk about that later in the show i do have some things to tell nick i think he's going to be pretty surprised by well do you want to start with the surprise or do you want to start with your tiktok debacle i guess let's just get real life out of the way let's follow our usual format sure we talk about our lives um so you know i'm on tiktok and uh, i love to talk i love to tick and i'm just trying to put up a tiktok every day you know just because the algorithm seems to reward that and i also just like the idea that people want to see content from me so like why not give them why not give the people what they want you know what i mean and every now and then, I'd say about 50% of the time, I run out of things to do. You know, when you're trying to think of something to do every day, you're like, I don't know. What am I going to do? So I... Ashley has like a series of things that she does. Um, and her main series, and these are the ones that have gone, I mean, if I can say viral. Yeah. Um, are her uh anxiety 911 operator right you got an issue i'm gonna walk you through it and it's great you should go check out her tiktok they're really funny and they're also i think at this point they've become 
and I hope this doesn't offend you, but they've become less entertaining and more quite helpful. They're very helpful. For people who are going through certain situations because people in the comments will suggest, please, I need some help with this anxiety-ridden situation. Do one about this. And so Ashley does them by request, mostly, right? They're mostly by request. Oh, yeah. They're all responses to comments. And so if you want Ashley to do a, um, you know, you should, here's what you should do. This is something I'm going to, I'm going to pimp Ashley out Wow, wow. Since you're our uh, Reality Blows family, if you go into the comments of Ashley's TikTok and you say, uh, hashtag Reality Blows I want this. Ashley's going to do your anxiety. Nick, you can't promise that. I get. I, I just want. I will. Guys, I will bring it to the top of the list. No, I'm going to no say promises, she's. I'm though. promising she's going to no do promises. it. No promise. Because we want some crossover between her TikTok and the people who listen. I bet you there is none. There is. Is there people that have said like, "Hey, I, I know you from the podcast. I'm glad I found this." Um, actually, I don't know if that's true. I know that there's crossover between the podcast and my work with me videos on I, YouTube. Well, I have. I suspect that on TikTok, no one is over the age of thirty talking to you. Yeah, they're all. They all are. And I suspect there is no one <laughs> under the age of thirty listening to this podcast. That is my suspicion. No, I would say that my audience is uh, like women my age. On TikTok? I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the general impression I get from I, interacting. I know that there are older people on TikTok. Listen, my sister is younger than me. You know, she's not 30 yet. Um, younger than us. Still in her 20s. And, but she carries herself like somebody who's about 48 to 53 years old as far as her, yeah. how she deals with technology and, and current events. Sorry, Gabby. I know you, now you just found out how to listen to podcasts <laughs> and now you're listening to this. You may be listening to this in a few months or right now, but... Um, I, I just feel like over, uh, this weekend when she came over and we had our nice little, uh, uh, Mother's Day hangout, she mentioned that she's on TikTok and she loves it and she, she keeps scrolling. So to me, that means the moms have it now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, the moms <laughs> have had it for a while, babe. <laughs> well, uh, the moms who really don't know technology have it. That's mm. Gabby's my litmus test of a person who's just like not really up on like things like TikTok. And once they get it, now I know, okay, now the whole world has it. Mm, the whole mm. world has it. So anyway, I'm, I, I broke I broke in uh, with a crazy tangent, but go follow Ashley on TikTok. It's a, it's a fun ride. Yeah, it's just my full name, like my all my handles, Ashley Brooke you'll, Roberts. You'll find her. So I, uh, one of the luxuries of having done stand-up comedy for almost a decade is that if I don't have content to make for TikTok, I can just record myself saying a joke into the old camera. You know, I have all these old witticisms, insights, material built up over the years. So I have an old joke, um, one of one of my faves. I don't really do it that much anymore, you know, on stage. Even pre-pandemic, I'd kind of phased it out of my set. But it's just a quick little thing about how I used to call the pharmacy in New York uh, that is named Dwayne Reed. I used to call it Dwayne Reade. And I just have like a little bit about, you know, how I, I called it that and everybody would laugh at me and how I thought I was so funny. I just naturally, I can make people laugh. Um, and I was like, you know what? This format will be really fun for TikTok because you can use a green screen and I can like, I can amp up the joke and I can make it seem like even more serious by calling it a PSA. I decided to elevate it and make it feel like it was like a real thing. Like, hey, I'm helping you out, people moving to New York because it is ultimately silly. Imagine someone their lesson to you is that uh, Target is not called Target. It's called, or Target is not called Target. It's called Target. That's the basic idea. You guys get it? Do you get it? I think they get it. 
gosh, I put that thing up, y'all, and it blew up right away. All of a sudden, it, the views were getting through the roof. The algorithms were on your side. But you know who was not on my side? The, the people who watched it. The freaking audience. <laughs> I mean, people were like, you are the dumbest person I've ever seen. This is ridiculous. You need to go back to school. This is why the South shouldn't be able to vote. People, my- Did somebody say that? Yeah. <laughs> my inbox was like flooded with so many mean comments. I used the right hashtag comedy, hashtag comedy, hashtag LOL. But people were like, I can't believe this is serious. You must be the stupidest person in the world. Like people were being so mean. And I would say 10% of the comments were people being like, what are you guys talking about? This is clearly a joke. Why don't you guys get it? One person was going in this um, random account and just like going after people and being like, you don't have a sense of humor. Like you've clearly missed the joke. Like that was me. And then no, it was someone named oh. Sarah something. Oh, sorry. Um, and then there was um <laughs> just people arguing about like what it means to tell a joke. Like what is a joke? It turned so nasty, and I kept. I kept refreshing it, you know, because every time I would refresh it, it would just be like 15 more horrible comments to being like, hey, this is really funny. And I was like, I don't know. I, you, you know, as a, someone who kind of came into adulthood in the early aughts under the church of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie's Simple Life, I was taught that all publicity is good publicity, but I just couldn't handle all the negative comments. And I really, I really was like, am I going to make this private or am I going to leave it up? Like, should I just be happy I'm getting all of this attention? But it was such negative attention. I talked to Nick about it. I talked to Sarah Tolomash, my dear friend Sarah. Um, and they were both like, leave it up. It's funny. Who cares if people don't get the joke? But I was really losing it that night. You know, I... I, I do have a question. I, I wonder what you think. I have a few questions here. I'm going to start with one. What do you think happened? What do you think the disconnect was? Because you've put up plenty of TikToks that have been seen by plenty of people, and that's um, an understatement. I mean, lots of people have seen some of these things. Um, what do you... And, 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 and as far as I'm concerned, the response in the comments section has been 99.9% really warm. Yeah, super um, positive. What do you think happened in this case? What, what do you think happened here? I think a couple of things happened. I think I've noticed that my stand-up doesn't necessarily translate to TikToks because I have told a couple of stand-up jokes as TikToks, and they've done pretty well. I did one about my mom um, when she, this just funny joke I have from childhood about wanting plastic surgery and, you know, just a, a fun joke that always does well. And I did another joke about my grandparents fighting that always does well, where my grandfather says he's going to like find an 18 year old girl and run off with her. And my grandmother's like, what are you going to do with her? And he's like, I'm going to make her real happy. And then she says, all you're going to do with her is not relate to her. And that's like a funny, it's just the jokes that work on stage when they are on TikTok, sometimes people are like, oh, that's sad. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I've never received that before. So that happened with my grandfather joke. Well, I'm noticing that the two of those jokes that you're saying, aside from this Dwayne Ayreade, um, something that 
I believe differentiates those two from the one that we're talking about is a funny voice. Yeah, well, Dwayne Ariade is that too, because I say Dwayne Ariade, and then I do an act out of me going like, um, "Hey, y'all want anything? I'm gonna go get some toilet paper at Dwayne Ariade." Oh, so they both involve act outs, mm. but mm. I feel like first off, the Dwayne Ariade thing, I, I, I made it. I was like, I'm gonna lean into this and treat it as real as possible by making it a PSA. You know, like I was making us. Uh, it was satirical, but also. I don't know if people like. Can I admit something really quick? I I use the word satirical and satire. I don't think I know what that really means. I'm just gonna say it. You don't have to answer it for me. I want to look up the exact definition because if you ask me like what is satire, I would say presenting something in a serious way that's meant to be tongue in cheek is what I would say. Mm. Satire: the use of humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other topical issues. So would that be satire? Probably not. I guess it would be like satire in the sense of like making fun of the kind of person who would do that. Right, but right. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I guess it's not really satire. It, I guess it's something that it seems satire seems to hinge on is maybe that it's like a public talking point. It's a, it's a larger topic. And maybe. honestly, this is why I made the video private is because I couldn't defend the joke. Yeah. You know, because I'm basically one of these commenters. Right the, now. the joke to me is like, well, it's just funny that I say that. And the act out is funny. And it's like a fun thing. Like have a sense of lightheartedness about it. Like, Let's laugh at this. Whereas people are like, you don't actually believe people would say that, do you? And like, I don't know. People got so nasty. But before you speak up, I can tell you want to. I would say that the, the thing I learned about the jokes is that um, like there is something about TikTok that doesn't it. People are like going there, to, I guess, to get like spiritual quotes and, and things. I don't know. There's something where the joke doesn't didn't translate and like with the one with my grandparents people were like i hate this kind of old man like this and i'm like we're just supposed to laugh at him folks or like the well, thing we're with not my mom a, we're not at a comedy show we're on tiktok yeah it's, it's lifestyle it ain't yeah. comedy it's lifestyle yeah so that's what happened and then with the Dwayne reed thing i think if it was a joke that i loved yeah it was a joke you loved Yet, uh, I'm trying to guess what you're about to say because you had to clear your throat. If it was a joke <laughs> that I loved that like I was like, this is a sound joke, then I would have left it up and defended it. But it's just like supposed to be funny and like a, a little lighthearted moment. And it was for 10% of the people who watched it, which ended up being about 30,000 people. I mean, it got seen 300,000 times. So I would say 30,000 people like liked it and were writing like, oh my God, I'm dying. This is so funny, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's, that was what the response I wanted. But like the other 80% of like Venom, was too much. So 10% people defending it, 10% people laughing, 80% people telling me that I was the dumbest person they'd ever seen. And and th those ratios are off. As, right. As far, I mean, it's specifically for a person like Ashley, I, I think, just because 
My thick, my skin's not thick. You really don't have. I mean, the just the idea of putting up something that people are giving you a good response to seems to make you a little uncomfortable in certain ways. Like, right. You love it, but it's also hard for you to sort of respond and and, and deal with at, at times. So, um, I, I can, uh, you know, I don't have to imagine. I if you're when it when it's a bad thing, it see it seems like it's amped up all that much more um so i think the other thing is and we've talked about this off pod but we're, we're talking about it here so why not but th- that's a that's a new york bit that yeah. joke is about new york city it's yeah I, I i don't know how many people who come to your thing saying i'm from new york and i'm found you here i bet you it's not that many i bet you it's a lot of people from around the world that you know and there's a small percentage of them who actually have seen a Dwayne reed before you know what i mean right. so um, I think that's number one, and I think what you really hit on the head was what you said before, which is like um, in this setting of TikTok, a uh, certain type of material probably doesn't fly as well as if you were in a room that that in a show that is is called a stand up comedy show because people come into a comedy show and all of the setups or premises that they hear they know like okay there's going to be a comedic turn here like they're expecting them there to be comedy and punchlines and funny sayings and phrases and uh they're expecting to laugh at the performer and i think when you're going into like tiktok is is odd because it's like almost like hey come to my entertainment uh come to my entertainment dome and it's just like go to the entertainment dome you get a lot of entertainment it's like great I love entertainment. You walk into the entertainment dome and there's like a million rooms and you just go inside of rooms and there's different performers performing entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> and you go in there and somebody's on stage just talking. There's a bunch of people and they're not like, they're not juggling. They're not goofing it up. They're not yucking it up. But I think it would be kind of hard to decipher whether or not the person who's talking in the entertainment dome is talking about funny stuff. Right. Unless they, it said comedy show. Like, you know what I mean? So when you flip and you just see somebody straight face talking to the screen and they're saying they're admitting something that they're saying is real that happened to them and it seems silly and 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 wrong to you you might just be like this is a lie like why is this person lying to me yeah but when you're just like come i'm gonna tell you some funny jokes you go into that same room and you're like that person's lying to you or that person's being silly for silly purposes you're like oh yeah because it's comedy and that's what comedy does like right the human brain i think needs to be primed i i you know we teach kids comedy that is such a good point because if you're at a comedy show, you're like, okay, I this is what I am. I'm expecting a certain amount of, right. you know, I'm expecting a certain thing. If a guy walked into this room and and stood in front of us and just opened up being like, God damn it, let me tell you, my kids are fucking crazy. I would be like, what is this fucking guy doing right, right now? Get out of here, dude. And yeah. you have kids. Be nice to your kids. Like, I don't know if you're coming at me trying to think that you, you look at us and you think that we like to bash on kids. We don't. We love kids. He's like, yeah, but my kids, you know, my kids can't stop eating hot dogs. We're like, you're admitting too much stuff to <laughs> us, dude. And then all of a sudden at the end, he says something that sounds like a joke and you're like, is that a joke? Yeah. Oh, I guess this is a joke. I don't yeah. know, dude. But like, can you get out of my room? Yeah. Now, because it just seems random and unnecessary. But we teach kids comedy and <clears throat> quite often I've given... um a note to some of our young comedians about their material and their setups and stuff when they want to be a little, uh, they want to be a little cute with their, or sly with their premises or their setups, um, or their intros to bits or transitions to different jokes. And 
I'm trying to be, you know, I'm, I'm the I'm the teacher, but I'm also trying to be the audience for these things and see if I can kind of get myself into what it would be like if somebody had never heard any of this stuff before and now some kid is talking to them in front of them. It's like, what, would this sound like stand-up comedy to them? Yeah. That's kind of the, these kids all come in with hilarious ideas and crazy musings and really funny sayings. But like what we do, and this is what I like to say on the first day, is like we kind of take your ideas and we kind of mush them up and kind of make them and organize them to sound a little bit more like what you would think of as traditional stand-up comedy because that's the hard part. It's like anybody can go up there and be like, I had a crazy thought, but it's about organizing it in a way that that is right for the form. So sometimes kids will come up there and they'll try to be very sly with their setups or like they say something really quick because it's like, hey, we're doing stand-up comedy so I can kind of brush over the boring parts of this. But I have to tell them no. The audience is not as smart as you want them to be. A hundred percent. They're not in your brain. They don't know that like, don't worry, I'm going to be really dry and boring here for like a minute. But it's cool because obviously it's going to get really funny soon. The audience just sees like a dry and boring premise or setup or something that is lacking certain facts that you need to understand the funny parts. And they're just like, what is going on? Yeah. They're confused. You have to spoon feed certain parts of stand-up comedy to an audience you have to get all of the the vegetables and the minerals which i would imagine in 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 a stand-up comedy would be like the premise and the topic and your setup and your delivery that also all has to be given to the audience member so that they're healthy enough to understand the funny part which is the part that the kids really want to get to well i also think it has like you're hurting sheep you have to be like, this is the way we're going. Come with right. me. Here is a little, here is a little, um, like cookie on the path. Eat that cookie. Now here's another little cookie. Eat that, and right. I'll take you to the fun time cottage in the middle of the woods, which is the punchline of the joke. Yeah, and you don't want to feed them all the cookies at once because no. then they get full. And then by the time you get to the part where you're like, here's the cake, you're like, I don't need no cake. You just cookied me. So basically no that night, I just kept refreshing my TikTok. I'm telling you, there's some, you, you guys all know, we've all read the studies with dopamine and the brain and alerts. Like when you are getting constant feedback, you're going to constantly look at the thing. So just like I stayed up until like what, two or three? I mean, I was being tormented is what it felt like i could not put my phone away one of those bad ashley nights <laughs> so and then i was like but i'm sticking to it you know a real comic would st defend their material a real comic stands by the controversy and then i went to bed finally fell asleep woke up rolled over looked at my phone they're still coming in flooding in we're about at a third of a million views by now people every couple seconds saying horrible things and then i said i'm putting this fucking thing on private i'm deleting this vid from my timeline i don't i don't have the the self-control to not look at all these negative comments and i don't i don't have the mental health like ability to be this misunderstood like, I, all I want to do is be understood on this planet, Earth. I'm a stickler for being as, like, clear as I possibly can. I want everyone to know where I'm coming from in, in the most honest and genuine way. And so to be so, like, grossly misunderstood, it was an affront to everything I stand for as a human. So I fucking put it on private. And then I got a couple comments being like, Hey, where'd your Dwayne Reed video go? I'm trying to find it. I loved it. I want to share it with a friend. Did you respond to those? No, people? I didn't respond to those people. <laughs> 
good. Which brings me to my next thing. Are we done with this TikTok thing? Okay, let's uh, let's ch- let's change the subject a little bit. Let's move let's move forward. Um, Suffice it to say, it was a big event. You still want to talk about it? No, that's it. That's <laughs> oh, all, all right. I want to say. I was going to say we can move on. Uh, let's. Uh... But it ties into the next thing I want to discuss. All right. Well, what is it? <laughs> Clearly, you have some sort of a schedule that I don't. So let's go. What's what's next on the docket? Okay. So last night we started watching Hometown. What's it called? Revival? I think it's Hometown Takeover. Hometown Takeover. So Aaron and Ben from Hometown on HGTV, they are famous for their show about sort of revitalizing the sleepy little abandoned town of Laurel, Mississippi. And they really just like brought this idea of like, let's reinvest in our small towns. Let's get get back to thinking about community. Let's get back to thinking about how we can um, sort of find dust dust off the character of these sleepy little towns and bring some new life to it. And I think that they have like revitalized Laurel, Mississippi single-handedly. Like I go on um, Zillow.com, Realtor.com. I look at houses in Laurel, Mississippi, and they are way more expensive than they were like two years ago when we first started watching this show. So um, they've definitely brought, they've definitely sprinkled some magic. Well, it seems like that they're just renovating houses in this one small town, and uh, they've been, they have like 10 seasons of a television show that they've been doing. Five, that, so. yeah. Um, no, I I don't I think it's oh is, is it, it season, ten is it oh they said uh, maybe they've been they doing were it for five ten. years no it's it's I think it's maybe five seasons and they said that uh, last night that they've been working for ten years that might have been pre pre the show oh yeah because you know they were featured in like some sort of like magazine as like yeah. uh, for what they were doing that HGTV like saw and and approached them about the show to to do the show so I think that hometown was living on pre HGTV. Um, but yeah, it's uh, at this point is the point I was trying to make is like that Laurel must have like a shit ton of really nice houses done by yeah by these two people at this point, right? Must have. So now they've decided to branch out. They're taking the whole HGTV team of uh, all star renovators, including. Wendell from The Survivor. Yeah, Wendell from, well, not The Survivor, but I guess it is The Survivor, but it's Wendell from Survivor. He is a survivor. He's a winner. He was at, on Winners at War, and uh, he's most notable for being able to build like a really sick uh, camp. And uh, he apparently is involved in HGTV somewhere in the family because we watched the first episode of this hometown takeover last night. And uh, in the preview of what's to come in the next six episodes um, is uh, Wendell shows up with some lumber. He's like, hey, everybody. We're like, whoa, Wendell. Wendell. Okay. So the idea of this this branch off from their usual show, the spinoff, is that they have picked another town in America that is um, bottoming out, that needs some love, that needs some Aaron and Ben TLC to revitalize this small town. And they found this town in Alabama. How, what's the name of it? Wetumpka. 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 Okay, so that's the town <laughs> they picked, and that's the town they're going to revitalize. And you know, if you are from the South, you know these towns. Like it looks like um, downtown. Their downtown looks like downtown Martinsville or Martinsville, Virginia, or downtown Graham, North Carolina. You know, um, or actually, Graham has like gotten a little bit of a, a makeover in the past decade, but there are all these little towns in the South and this one needs some help. 
You know, most of the businesses are closed, boarded up. Downtown's hardly anything. And so they're going in. They're going to um, they're gonna refurbish the houses and the downtown and just bring a new life. Uh, Nick and I got into the show, which brings me to my TikTok thing. Are, are you, you ready? We, oh, Jesus. Back to this. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it for 25 minutes. All right, go ahead. So we can talk about the show in a second, but I want to talk. I'm, I'm sorry to say, and maybe I'm the only one. I thought we were talking about the show right now. I didn't realize that was the long, the longest intro to to a callback for. All right, continue. So we talked about Aaron and Ben specifically because Nick and I were talking about them last night. We're drawn to them. At least I am drawn to them. And I think that Nick and I are a lot like them. I think that could be us. Physical body types, I think, and uh, demeanors in some ways. Not really. I don't... I am not really like Ben. Okay? You might be more like Aaron, but I'm really not like Ben. I have a beard. I'm a brunette guy, although he might be a redhead. I'm a brunette guy. Some people have said they've seen some red in my beard. Yeah, you got red in your beard. I have a beard. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm not that tall. He's like seven foot tall. I'm not. I'm I'm barely six foot. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> tell him the truth. What? I'm barely He's six five foot. five ten, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, barely six foot. And, uh, you know, so it, I don't know. I don't, I, I can't work with my hands well. I, um, I have no kindness in my heart. Yes, I don't drive do, a truck. Babe. I don't know where I, where else besides the fact that I'm like kind of fat and have a beard. <laughs> and you have the love of a good woman. I sweat through shirts. Yeah, just you guys like got ben. a lot in common. <laughs> I find Aaron and Ben to be like a Nick and Ash. And, uh, and Nick is saying like, he was saying to me last night, like, you're not Aaron, babe. You're like way more cynical than that woman is. Yes. And I was like, no, I'm not. I even looked up the definition of cynical and quizzed Nick on it at like midnight being like, am I like this? Am I like that? Turns out I'm not very cynical. Um, well, okay. According to the definition. You, but but I didn't say you were cynical. I said you were way more cynical than Aaron is. And I still hold, uh, hold that uh, point to be true. I also want to say that they have they have Christ in their lives. They have and, Christ in their lives. It's another Joanna Chip situation. And it's it's something that we lack in our lives yeah. at the moment. So I think that is also a big deciding factor. I am not as generous as they are. I am not as kind as they are. I don't think that Ben um, and Aaron would like make fun of the the people who they helped out that day, like when they got back to their nice refurbished home. I think we might. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a I good just point. don't think that they have that sort of bite to them. Now, they might, because this is something that I asked you um, when we first started watching. I was like, do you think that these two people are as sweet as they come off as? Like, this is really who they are. They're just sweet individuals. Or do you think that they are just really uh, know how to play into their characters um, and they know, like, what, what butters their bread? They know what about them they need to heighten in order to come off like the ben and aaron from hometown every single episode where do you think it lies well i think it's like in the middle of those two i don't think it is like do you think that they have like shitty things to say to uh, 
about things and like do you think that they like be are negative ever like yes about stuff i'm sure they're negative i don't think that they consciously are like i'm going to exploit the good sides of my personality for this television show i think that what just happens when anyone gets a camera turned on them is that they perform a little bit like they walked when they like walk down the streets of um we in the first episode they're just holding each other's hands walking down yeah. these empty streets do you we think do that. that we would do that yes i do think we would okay. do that i think if we had a television show that was based on us being a couple and there was a shot of us walking around we would be holding hands i do <laughs> right. we hold hands in real life that's and news when we to walk. me that's news to me I think if you're the kind of couple that holds hands when you go on a walk, you would hold hands on camera on we, your walk. Uh, yes, okay, all right. That that works. That works for anyway, me. Anyway, so Nick's like, nah, you're not like Aaron. You're cynical as hell. And so I'm like, what the fuck? So I go on her Instagram. Yeah, that's right. I did a deep dive into her Instagram. Would you believe that she, not only does she reply to comments, but she replies to negative comments. And are the negative comments about you film this show uh, starting August 2020 through January 2021 and there is no masks to be found? Oddly enough, no. Interesting. <laughs> that's what we, that's what I, what occurred to me at the end of this first episode. But I, had like, to, I had to look that up. It seems like they're, they're doing the right thing, but everybody else is wearing masks if they're not on camera. But it is a little weird that this entire town isn't wearing masks in August 2020. Yeah, that is very strange. <laughs> but she gives like biting responses. Yeah, she got into, they got into a little something, something, the both of them, like her, or she did, where she got into some sort of weird, like, I don't know. She, I've seen her on some Instagram controversy before. Really? Yes, I, I have seen this, and this was because I don't even day. when I get negative comments, I don't even respond to them. But she's like, responding no, she like put up like, like a she like put up like a like a whole post responding to somebody. <gasps> um, oh my god! I, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but like it seems like she goes. Uh, you know, I think that they're. Let's be honest. I think they're conservatives. I think they're Christian. You know, I think they're liberal conservatives. You know, I think they're socially I mean, liberal. Fingers crossed. Socially liberal, liberal conservatives. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they took a lot of flack about why aren't they setting a good. Um, you know, I w- why aren't they setting a good example for masks? That's what people want to know. Like, put the masks on the show to yeah. show that you should be wearing masks to the people that watch you. So that's kind of what most people are. And like I've seen in interviews for press for this, and they're like, "Yeah, we had, we got we only seven thousand people said that to us on our social media." But no, like the reason why we didn't do that is, right, you know what I right, mean? It right, was just right, like right. they were just like, "Yeah, we get it," you know, something like that. But what was the uh, what were the comments that she was? Um, that she was responding to that were negative. Um, basically, they would be like like people like there was one where she was. Um, hold on one second. I'm sorry. What are you doing? I'm over trying there on to find phone. something. Can you hold on one second? No, I, I can't. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> I, I want us to, to continue. I'm just the trying to find the name of a group that I worked for. Like like I did a job like a month ago, a writing job, and I cannot remember what the the name of the company organization that hired me with their call signs stand for it's csmi which is like the center for social studies in media or i'm butchering the name but we had a like a a southern christian 
um, like youth leader who has like a, a big church in North Carolina in Winston-Salem. He came on and talked to us one day in our writer's room and was talking about like the negative impact that um, the stereotype of if you're Christian, then you're conservative has had on the Christian community, especially like the younger generation and was really sort of advising us not to do to assume that so that's something that everyone should take into account this idea that like are you everyone you're talking to me <laughs> i just did that what is going on here on today's show it's a little all over the place all right. so, so okay let so, me ask my question yeah, again yeah what do was it. the comments that she was kind of going in at that were negative okay like, what, so one was like a picture of like her daughter in a cute dress that had like a pattern on it that matched the tile in their kitchen and she, you know, her hand, her like her um, caption was, you know, Helen, I think her daughter's name's having a great day in her dress that matches the tiled floor. And then someone commented on it like, I really don't like tiled linoleum. I find that it um, is not a timeless piece addition to the house. And I just prefer ceramic tile. You know, people are chiming in with their opinions on her Instagram. Right. Uh, for home decor because they feel like they can. You know, have you heard of the term parasocial relationship? No. Um, it's something I learned recently. I think it has been a word for quite some time, but I enjoy it a great deal. Parasocial relationship means a relationship you have with someone who is on television or a podcast that you feel you're close to because you have a window into their life, but they don't know you. So like, you know, when people are like leaving these comments to her, like chiming in their opinion, they assume like she wants to hear my opinion. We're buds because they have a parasocial relationship with her. But she's like, I don't know who this freaking stranger is. So anyway, they were like, didn't like the pattern floor. And then she responded, well, actually, this tiled floor is in my house and it is that was built in the 1920s. So I guess it is timeless. Agree to disagree. Shrugging shoulders. And I was like, wow, she hit she her with some, agree to disagree. She got some bite to her. Yes. Aaron, and then Aaron's got a little bite. She got a bite. And then there was another picture of uh, her husband playing in the backyard with their daughter in like a sprinkler. And someone wrote under it, like build a pool. And then she wrote under that, nah. Yeah. And I was like, why would you even take, I wouldn't even, as someone who gets a lot of comments on things, I wouldn't even respond to that. I would just ignore it and then keep moving. And she's got some time. She's ready to shoot at people, huh? Well, it really kind of pulls back this idea of her being so mm -hmm. like cheery. Yeah. I mean, and there you go. It tells me that they're amping some stuff up and tapping some stuff, tamping, some, tamping and amping, tamping the bad Amping the good. That's what they do over there, Baron, Ben and Aaron. Now, let's talk about this actual show. <laughs> Wait, one more thing oh, about Jesus her Instagram. <laughs> I found out that every morning, Ben brings her her caffeine, just like you do for me, babe. Well, you brought me coffee today, and, and I think yesterday as well. So. I know, but that's not the norm. You usually bring me that's coffee. That's right. I'm forcing the issue. I'm, I'm asking Ashley to help out around here a little bit. It's it's becoming crazy. I, she basically lays in bed and eats bonbons all day. I mean, that's, that's me. It. That's I got to get true. fat for our baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Um, okay. Uh, so the show itself, I wanted to watch the show when, whenever I saw I saw the preview for it. I thought it was very interesting that they're 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 revitalizing an entire town in 4 months. That's their whole deal and they're they're like picking 12 different buildings, you know, from from businesses to houses. Uh, this town of Wetumpka has like a river that runs through it um, and it splits. The like all old southern towns. Sorry, babe. Didn't mean to interrupt. It's OK. It splits the downtown from the uh, I guess the 
uptown um, from the residential area right so the all the residences uh, are on the northern side of the uh, the body of water then you go over a bridge and in downtown I'm sure that there are some places to live downtown and I imagine once we becomes very cool downtown's gonna be a cool place to live you know yeah. what I mean near the businesses but that's where all the businesses are but because the town isn't doing very well uh, uh, ever since they built some sort of major highway that went around the town yeah I found that interesting like there was they interviewed one towns guy and he's like yeah this town was great until they built the highway on around the town but then he didn't explain it meaning like people then use that highway to go to another town yeah or... i think what we were i think what i got from it was like you used to have to drive through wetumpka like you know what i mean like you oh. used to have to see our businesses and our downtown but now they made like a super highway so that if you really wanted to get your businesses done, you take you're, you're only going to take I eighty whatever gotcha. to go around, and uh, it's like why would you take a weird back road into a small town that has like not what I'm looking for? Like the Walmart, you just take the I eighty right. around this town. So it's like it's like basically the uh, the state built a detour so that you can avoid Wetumpka at all costs. Wow. And then what happens there? But through recessions and pandemics, you know, um, and and for this town in particular a tornado that ripped through it in 2019 um it seems like the downtown Wetumpka is like almost empty uh something i, I guess they had 5,000 submissions uh, hgtv took of small towns that wanted to get re uh, renovated and part of uh their uh requirements were the town needs to have tried, which I thought is very interesting. They they need to have wanted this. Yeah. They can't just be like a... I, I, and basically, it seems like HDTV, hometown, Ben and Aaron don't want to work with like a township that's just like not interested in doing this for their people. But Wetumpka has been trying to renovate themselves and uh, slowly but surely they were building up their downtown and restoring their buildings and then literally a tornado ripped through it. And, yeah. and they it's just like it knocked them back on their asses. That was 2000... 2019 and i'm sure they tried again and then 2020 there's a global pandemic so it's a little tough for the little town of wetumpka so in comes ben and aaron to the rescue in their cool truck in their cool ass powder baby blue uh pickup truck which is really uh an amazing truck yeah and it's like i it looks like it just it doesn't drive that well, but it does seem like he brings it everywhere he goes. And he's and I don't know how far Laurel is from Wetumpka, but he drove it from Laurel to Wetumpka. Yeah, I bet it drives well. Why do you think it doesn't drive well? One time I was watching an episode where he and his brother were in the truck and it just wasn't starting. Yeah. Up, and they had to like he had to like grease it a little bit until it started up and then he was like yeah it does that sometimes it was like it was like how they got in and out of commercial gotcha and so i'm like oh they restored this truck but the truck is an old ass truck with a new paint job you know mm. what i mean but at this point i'm sure they could have afforded uh, another uh and when i think the truck he has that's a a an ad for their store yes because uh, it doesn't say hometown on it it says uh what is it what's that what's the general store they have it's called like laurel mercantile or something no it's the other one it's it's the it's his wood shop that they go oh, to. oh the right right big red or scotsman scotsman that's yeah. what it is it's scotsman uh, which is his uh his wood shop which i guess they sell a bunch of stuff in a general store at the wood wood shop i'm gonna buy we their, gotta get to i'm gonna buy their candle Okay, that's it. When when Ashley buys a candle of yours, you know you have a fan for life. I went on their their general store website and they have an Earl Grey Laurel Mercantile candle. So what I think is really cool about this show is that you get a whole bunch. If you like hometown, 
it's like the the episodes are an hour like hometown, but you get like a mini, you get like two, what it seems like, we only watched the first episode, you get like two or three like mini hometown episodes in one episode. Yeah. So like in the first episode, they renovated two houses or they started renovations on one house. They completely renovated a second house and completely renovated like a retail clothing store in the downtown area. And so what you get the... all the reveals and you get, but what happens is- Hashtag tap into fashion. They kind of cut, they kind of cut like the part where they were like really like having to make the decisions about what they're doing. And so it's just like you get to meet the owner. We get to see them like knock down the first wall. We get to see them make like one major choice. Like in the in the retail place, it was just like we are going to change the focal point of this place because she had like this kind of bubbly background on her walls. We're going to take this down. We're going to put something else that's more of like a nice mosaic. It's going to draw people to the register. It'll be great. And so you get to see like one decision made and then we go move on and like meet a new place that they have to start Start renovating or like a different HGTV couple comes in and they kind of start fixing the place that they started before but by the end of the episode you don't have to see all the the making and the breaking they just show the reveal and you get the reaction and so it's almost like you get like little mini episodes with all the without all like the junk in the middle which is I do like to see them building stuff but I the best part is the is the reveal you know what I mean we want to see what it looked like we want to meet the person who's down on their luck and then we want to see the reveal and then that person be head over heels with their new establishment and we got like two and a half of those in the first app we live for a before and after oh of course of course now, if you don't like before and after you don't like hgtv and you don't like this podcast okay so we're missing Makes zero sense <laughs> Ash. Missing... you are off your game today <laughs> we're missing a big fact which is that this town was the set for big fish the movie big fish which is like okay that's fine <laughs> i've never um, seen big fish you never seen big fish mm-mm, mm-mm. oh i like skipped big fish it. skipped it let's watch big fish maybe after uh, the six-part series yeah and the ha- one of the houses that they're renovating is the house from big fish yes who directed it us uh, uh uh i i want to say spielberg was no. It, but no it wasn't um it's like tim burton it was tim burton tim burton that's right um, so that's a fun thing and we just get to watch them and I like them and once again I'm I'm looking at Nick like should we like go to church is that is that the answer Ashley told me that she needs a southern man last night <laughs> she said that she's sick of living in the north I need to go back to the south I am to then be honest she like came up next to me and really like seriously like like held my hand and looked at me and she was just like we don't have the same values because you're a northerner and i'm a southerner i need to be with my people i mean this show really transformed her i didn't go that far but you i went did say, I, I put a little, I I put a little spin on it the same values i said we don't have the same point of reference <laughs> yeah. our childhoods aren't the same you weren't like exploring the woods and doing outdoor things no you know what I, mean? I was blowing up cats with bottle rockets out in the mean streets that's not true I at mean, all. I mean, from what I hear, you were playing behind a Best Buy. That sounds like a, a Kmart. Okay, a Kmart. So I'm just saying yeah, we don't we have. Would, we would we would go back behind the Kmart and we would get lighters. Either we'd steal them from the Kmart or we would go and take them from our house and we'd like light stuff on fire and then like pop the lighters. What? There were sticks around. We I'm lit just, them on fire. I'm saying we just don't have the same point of references in our upbringing. That's all. Like in that truck, for example, like you look at that truck and you're like, Ben's truck is cool, right? Yeah. But you've never like, you weren't ever in one of those trucks. Like I, everyone. I've been in a pickup truck before. You've dude. never been in a I pickup have. truck, babe. It's uncomfortable to sit in because there's no back seat. You've never been in a pickup truck with a back seat? 
No. And you've never been in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah, I have been in the back of a you've pickup truck. You've ridden in the back yeah, of a pickup it's truck. It's illegal, but sure. When did you ride in the back when of a pickup kid. truck? Old, old Mr. Pharmacy used to drive around. and I'm just saying we don't have the same points of references. Yes, we do. I grew up in the South. <laughs> I mean, the South, you know, it's I'm not. <laughs> I just watch them and they're like a quintessential like Southern couple. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, oh, I never wanted that growing up. I, I specifically dated guys in high school who had moved to North Carolina from New Jersey. That was my thing. I would never dated a Southern guy. I went to like a super um, agricultural college where I was just literally in classes with farmers all the time. And I've never was attracted to a Southern guy. So I don't know what the fuck I was talking about last night. It's not my thing. You're my thing, babe. I don't believe babe, you. Babe, you're can- my thing. <laughs> And I guess maybe Jesus is too. Like maybe we what? should start going to church because I keep watching these couples no, like with Jesus, Joanne, and ben. <laughs> Joanne and Chip, and Aaron and Ben, and it's like Chip, that pervert. Why is he a pervert? He pulled down his pants once. I saw it. You made that up. <laughs> no, that really happened. I'm telling you. Um, well, I oh, thought, wait, you're right. That did yes, happen. Remember? He went into the like he was like a it was like a closet, he but he pretended doing, it was a bathroom. It was an, ep- it was an episode of Fixer Upper. And uh, Joanne was uh, talking to the people, the man and the woman. That yeah, she was like showing them around the They're house. They're like, now this is going to be a bathroom. And then when she said that, Chip opened up the door with his pants around his ankles and start shuffled out. And he's like, oh, excuse me, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. That fucking pervert. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Ashley's on her phone again. I guess we're wrapping it up. Um, so uh, what else you got to say? About hometown. I mean, we have other shit to w- talk about. I think the only thing that we have to talk about is the circle finale. We'll get out of oh here. Oh my the god! Finale. So if you haven't watched the circle and you haven't watched the finale, just hey, folks, thank you. Rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. It's we been love real. You. Uh, we'll put out a Patreon in a couple of days, um, and in uh, Patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows. All right, boom. Now, uh, spoiler alert. The here circle, we are. The circle. So the circle was f- a fantastic season in my opinion i know there people didn't like the people as much as they liked the first circle because they were kind of like uh you know it seems like everybody's saying like oh they were like a family it was so warm but this cast came into play i like gamers i like players i like strategists so i like this season better than the first season there was um some stress in our household on who was gonna win I know, Ashley, you were particularly stressed about certain players winning. You want to go into that? I just knew that this season 100% rode on who won. This season was walking the line between being a great season and a bad season. And it completely depended on who won. So, you know, Nick and I have talked about this before with the challenge, like, I will not like a season because of how it ends, you know? I'll be like, I didn't, I'm upset that that challenger won. Can and I that say that this cast a shadow on the whole season? Can I say that this season of the challenge, you kind of feel that way? Yeah, yeah. Double agents, you sort of felt that way because you didn't want to really see CT win. Right. I enjoyed the season. I thought it was a good season. And, and I, I enjoy the win that CT has. And I think 
it really is the same thing that we're talking about with the circle. Because the circles, uh, the American circle is only two seasons in, okay? If you take any other game of strategy, like a Big Brother, a Challenge, or a Survivor, you know, the first couple of seasons are wholesome. Mm -hmm. They are wholesome, just, hey, we're trying this. A lot of the times it's like, hey, this is like a weird social experiment. Can I survive outside? Like, what? In this house for 90 days, huh? Like, or whatever amount of days, uh, you know, 300 days or whatever it is for, uh, um, how long do they how long are they in 83 days for for big brother i don't fucking know there's an amount of days but so it's like you know there's a social experiment aspect of the first couple of seasons and then eventually super fans are made of the show they go they know how to hack the system they come in and they're like oh i don't want to be like a so-and-so i want to be like a so-and-so so i'm going to play the game this way they start taking little bits and pieces of gameplay from past players past winners uh, and then eventually the game turns from a social experiment into like the ultimate strategic game. Are you a gamer? Are you good at chess? Then come play this game. The circle, because it's kind of late in the strategy world of as far as like reality, we've had Big Brother for 20 seasons. We've had, uh, you know, Survivor for 40 seasons, 30, there's about to be 37 seasons of the mm. challenge. Like, wow. People are watching those shows and just know that there's these are games of strategy. So I think... Right after a first season of something like The Circle, the people who watch The Circle are also fans of Survivor. They're also fans of Big Brother, and they're going, oh, I know how to act The Circle. I know how to be right. The Circle. That's who you got. You got a good a good amount of those folks here. And even people like players like Jack on this season referencing, I'm a huge Survivor fan, so I, I know how these, you know, they are applying what they've learned in in 40 seasons of Survivor to the two seasons of The Circle or the one season of The Circle that they watched before they got on the show. I like when the shows make the turn into the strategy. That's what I really love about these type of shows. So when I'm seeing people come in and they're gamers, like I can enjoy, like I think what I'm leading to is you're really afraid that the Lee, the older man who played the character of River, was yeah. going to win this season. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. I mean, what was your fear? What was your fears there and why? I thought either River was gonna win Lee, or I thought or, I mean, not that I thought they were, he was gonna win. I feared his win. Because what happened with this season? So the first season, like Nick said, everybody's playing with their heart. It's like this is a social experiment. We're here to really just try and be ourselves. And this season, season two, was much more like I've figured out the game of this game. And because of that, this season two had so many more catfishes. People who were like, I'm just going to catfish this entire season and I'm going to win that way. I know what people want and I'm going to give it to them. And I don't want to see a catfish win. Sorry, I don't. I don't want to see a catfish win because I, well, I guess a part of me likes the idea of a catfish winning because it shows like this is a game, but Ashley's like a little idealist. I am talking about myself and I like to see like, you know, honest, I like to see genuineness win, blah, blah, blah. I, I enjoy that. I like that. If coach had one survivor, I would have loved that. You know what I mean? I like to see genuineness win. So with season two, a lot of catfishes were getting to the end. And I was like, oh no, I don't want a catfish to win unless it is one particular catfish that has been very genuine with their catfishing. Um, does that even make sense? 
It How can does, I say this without giving it away? Well, we're giving it away. Spoiler alert. Okay, I already so, said. Delessa won the, the game. Delessa plays her husband, Trevor, Trevor. on the show. Now, I want to say that you're saying like, oh, more genuine catfish. Lee was a very genuine catfish. I mean, Lee was... Lee, who played River. Who played River. And, and Lee, guess what? Lee is an older white man who is established in his career and wants to use the money to buy a pool. And he lied about it and said he wanted to use it for college. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. We didn't like that. I mean, that was what people didn't like. Delessa is also a catfish, very genuine. But, you know, she lives in New York City with her, her husband, Trevor, and her daughter, and there's uh, they're they're trying to buy a house and they're young people who just want to start a life. That's a person that you want to see win the money, you know. Yeah. So it really was about. So it was really about, you know, uh, class and status. Like you wanted like somebody who has less to have more rather than somebody who has more to have even more. You know, right. That, I don't want to see Lee get a pool. I don't think that there was anything about Lee or the character of River that wasn't genuine. I think he was a gamer, but so was so was Trevor. You know what? You're right. There wasn't anything that wasn't genuine, but you're right. I don't respect his, I mean, his old He's an old white man. Yeah, he's gay. Okay, he's gay. He's got that going for him. Yes. I don't respect his motives as much as He's a successful I... old white man. You know, it's just like, do we yeah. really want the successful old white man to take away the money when there's a lot of people here? I mean, especially a season in which all of the black women were, were uh, kicked yeah. off the show. All, uh, I, uh, except all of the women of color, except for the winner. You know what I mean? Right. Who, who is catfishing as a man. Right. So it's like there was something that was going on there. Um, you know, uh, there, there's definitely sub games and, and things that the, the audience is picking up on that obviously the circle players are not picking up on while they're playing. I'm sure they know now. I'm just saying that this, this season came down to the two finalists two finalists it was chloe who i love she's incredible she's a reality tv star get her on more shows she came from too hot to handle we talked about her on po the last podcast she is just fun to watch at first you're like who is this ditzy person kind of annoying by the end of it you're like i love her i want more of her okay so it came down to chloe it came down to trevor i looked at nick i said this is the best possible outcome either of these people winning is fantastic um, this is what I want. This is wonderful. And the fact that Trevor won made that whole season work. Like it, it just elevates the whole season. It did. It did. It felt like the right person won. I thought, yeah, thought Delessa played a great game. I thought she was a great catfish. I loved her story. Yeah. I loved Trevor. I loved her daughter. Um, you know, cute family, man. She felt that she was being like, you could tell throughout the entire season, she felt guilty about what she was doing. And I like that a little bit. You know, she didn't, she knew, she knew right from wrong. She didn't like love the fact that she had sucked some people in. Right. Because there are, Chloe. there are some catfishes. I'm looking at Emily who like, like seem to like get off on the fact that they're like fooling people. Right. Delessa felt like that was a, it was a, it was a bad part yeah. of what she had to do. Yeah. She had to keep reminding herself that it's like, no, 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 no. Like I, I'm basically, this is basically my story. I grew up with a single parent. Like, you know, I'm. it's kind of like my story plus Trevor's story, you know, we're playing together almost, you know, and, and it was a good way to spin it. And I think she meant it and she won. And it was a, it was a fantastic win. I mean, when they called Trevor up on the, wow. um, I assume Trevor, I assume Trevor is his name. Yeah. But when, when Delessa calls Trevor up on FaceTime and, and tells that like live that she won, it was just like, what a moment. Um, You could tell how excited she was to tell Trevor this. And like, I love there was a moment in which she was like, she, uh, 
Trevor was like, oh my God, like congratulations. And then Delessa was like, congratulations to you too, because everybody, and the underlining thing was like, everybody thought you were cute as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and really liked the way you look. Yeah. And your adv- avatar was the perfect avatar for this game right now. Yeah. I, it was like my words of being like warm and kind and not pushy and support and, and being supportive versus like literally how you look in a Yankees cap, like won us this game. Yeah. And so it was like, it really was like a team effort almost. Like Isn't take it- my physical traits and your brain and let's see if we can win this game. And it was, it was pretty awesome to see. Isn't it wild that it all came down to Scottie Pippen too? It all came down to fucking Scottie Pippen. And it probably came down to the fact that she, like her, her, her husband probably made her, or they just probably watched the last dance this year. Like, you know what I mean? Well, she had a notebook full of notes that Trevor and her had like brainstormed on, like reference points that she might, uh, because what happens on the show is they, they get assigned like little tasks they do as a group. And just based on like basic knowledge, it can expose catfishes. Like we saw this happen with the makeup challenge where a man was playing as a woman, Emily, and the she just, uh, he just butchered the makeup challenge and everyone was like, Emily has to be a catfish. There's no way a woman did that makeup job. Yeah, it ruined um, this guy's Jack's game. It, it ruined his game. And so that happened, almost happened with a, a sports question where um, she was asked a sports question. It's like, who are these players? It was Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan. And she like was like, I, I'm pretty sure that's Dennis Rodman. That's Michael Jordan. <sighs> shit who is this guy and, in the middle i mean she like pulled scotty pippen out of her ass truly and i do want to i want to say that the that if if the last dance didn't come out last year and the whole world watching it and also the whole world talking about it like yeah even if she didn't watch all it the just episodes, being part of the cultural it zeitgeist. just was in her brain and came out i think that if this was if this was season one and the last dance hadn't come out yet she it might have not have been in the social the 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 zeitgeist the the nineties Bulls team as much I right mean, if this was the nineties yeah plus she looked like Delissa looked like she was about my age you yeah. know what I mean uh, maybe probably I would say maybe a little younger yeah I'd say late twenties um I would say she looks about thirty years old Delissa this is what this is what I'm gonna say she's thirty years old that's old enough. And that's right there to have heard Scottie Pippen's name like a hundred times in your lifetime. It just is. It's just the way it works. Um, so uh, I, I just thought it was, a, 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 as Ashley said, just really a cherry on top of what was like a really good season of television. I mean, it was it was fantastic. I also appreciated they did not stretch out the finale. The finale Love episode that. was one episode. They had like one game. They Love had a that. ranking and they moved right into that live final and then and then uh, Netflix has this after show uh, thing hosted by David Spade, and you got to hear them all kind of come together recently and talk, and it was it was great. They all looked to be really good friends, and it was um, it was uh, a great way to kind of cap it off, in my opinion. So rarely does a reality show win uh, end with the like just winner, right? And so that felt like a treat. I would have liked Chloe to win too. I would have felt a little bad for Delessa. But Delessa yeah. thought she was not going to win. Yeah. So I kind of feel like she was already ready to not win, which made me feel like, okay. She thought she wasn't going to win because her major ally got voted out in the last second. Yes, but everybody sees strategy, but everybody in the end. Courtney did that. Yeah. Courtney buried Chloe in the rankings and 
you know, Courtney's the reason that Trevor won. Yeah, it's it's such a weird game when you're trying to vote for, you're supposed to be voting for people that you like, but you vote for people that you don't because you're hoping that the, no that other people voted for them. So yeah, it kind of put- balance out the ratings. And it's, you know, it's a weird part of this game that I think we've just gotten a hint of the how you strategically vote on this game, yeah, and it's gonna get it's gonna get more advanced and more fun to watch. Um, but uh, and you know before we before we leave, I do want to say I had a fun. Um, we had a fun uh, Saturday night, um, and uh, we uh, had uh, 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 a fun Zoom hang for one of oh, my friends. Yeah, yeah. Our friend, our friend Sean's birthday. Yeah. Um and uh. Our friend Sean's wife, Erin, who's fantastic, uh, got a very special um, cameo. cameo for our our buddy Sean to wish him a happy birthday. And who was the cameo from? It's from Joey, the winner of season one of The Circle. So fun. It was so fun. Nobody on the, this was like a Zoom with like maybe 20 people on it. No, no. What? 10? Yeah. 10 people on it. Four of those ten people, which included me and Ashley, knew who it Joey was me, from. Me, you, Sean, and Aaron, <laughs> yes. and we were freaking. We freaked out, and I'm going to tell you what right now. If you're looking for some motivation and some positivity in your life, you go find Joey from season one. Joey Sasso, yep, from season one of uh, the Circle, the winner of the season winner. one, and you go get a cameo from that man. He spoke so positively and if you but you know what he was doing the entire time while he was sitting there in the circle like by himself like with a tank top on like with his feet up like kind of screaming at the circle he did that for three minutes long and it was such a fantastic positive and honestly to everybody nobody knew who this guy was on this zoom yeah he got a standing o afterwards (laughs) just based on the on on the way that he delivered his cameo so i want to say joey sasso congratulations i'm glad you're on cameo you brightened our day up and it was a fantastic way to cap off that zoom and uh also talking about it is a good way to cap off this recording uh and this episode folks thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed it we hope you had a really uh, nice mother's day and if you are a mother happy mother's day happy mother's day I hope you had a nice day and um make sure that you follow us on all platforms but more importantly come on listen to our patreon patreon.com forward slash reality blows five bucks a month gets you two blowness episodes a month you get more nick and ash it's casual it's fun it's uh it's crazy it's chaotic we love you all. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.